I'm Cassie Hilbron, and this is the Cook It Real Good podcast, bringing you shortcuts to success in the kitchen. Today's episode is all about two-ingredient dough. I check in with a resident expert about two-ingredient dough, me. (laughs) Yep, that's right. It's another solo episode. I hope that's okay. Um, And I am going to tell you everything I know about this miracle dough. I got on the two-ingredient dough train last year and I went all in. I'm fairly certain I have roughly 10 recipes using it on the blog now, and I'm still always coming up with new ideas. I am obsessed with this dough. It's so simple and easy to make, and it's the perfect base for so many recipes. And since so many of us are at home right now, trying to keep busy or trying to keep kids busy or just wanting to eat our feelings, hello me, I thought it was a great time to chat to you about how to make this dough. So... To make your two-ingredient dough, all you need is oh, two ingredients. <laughs> you need Greek yogurt and self-raising flour. But if you don't have self-raising flour, that's okay because you can just use all-purpose or plain flour, as us Aussies call it, plus some baking powder. Technically, it's then a three-ingredient dough, but <laughs> let's just let that one slide. I'm just going to make one side note here and just talk about the difference between self-raising and self-rising flour. Two different things. So in Australia, our store-bought self-raising flour is just plain or all-purpose flour mixed with baking powder. In America, self-rising flour follows the same process, but it has salt added into it. You can use these flours interchangeably for any savory two-ingredient dough recipe I talk about today. So pizzas, um, ham and cheese rolls, whatever it is, you're welcome to use self-rising flour. But I would urge you not to use self-rising flour for the sweet recipes that I talk about and instead use that all-purpose flour and baking powder blend. You can also feel free to use any type of Greek yogurt. So if you want to use a low-fat version, that's fine. Please don't use flavored Greek yogurt. That would not go down very well. And also don't substitute it for plain because plain yogurt isn't thick enough for this recipe. You'll also want to keep an eye on your Greek yogurt because if it's one that's been sitting in the fridge for ages and has gone really runny and doesn't have that nice thickness to it, it won't work as well either. So just keep in mind you want that really thick, creamy Greek yogurt um, that we're all used to seeing. Okay, that's enough about the ingredients. Now let's get back to the dough. Now I'm going to describe the process for which to make it, but I just want to make a point here to say that if you're a visual learner and you really want to see how this comes together, I have all the photos of how it progresses in my post um, for two ingredient dough, and I'm going to link that in the show notes today. So even if you want to pull that up while I'm talking about it, you can see and follow the progression as it goes. But what we're going to start with, our basic formula is one cup of Greek yogurt and one cup of self-raising flour. We put both of these into a large mixing bowl, and I usually use a spoon and just mix them well together. 
what you'll find is that it's, it comes together, but it's not really forming a dough. It's just sort of the flowers sort of coming into the yogurt and you're getting like little bits of, of dough clumping together, but it's not all forming together. So in this case, now we're going to add more flour. So we're going to gradually add more flour and more flour until the dough holds itself together in a ball shape. So add a little flour, mix it together, add a little bit more flour, mix it together until the dough holds itself in a ball shape. Usually I find that I'll use between half to three quarters of a cup extra of flour to get it to that perfect ball shape. But that depends on how thick your yogurt was to start off with. Um, so it, it can vary, but that's sort of what you'd be looking for. Now, before we do anything else with the dough, we need to make sure that we have a surface to work on that's well floured. Um, so a clean countertop would be perfect. Or sometimes if I don't have that, you know, sometimes I've been cooking and I, I don't have a perfectly <laughs> clean counter to use. Um, I'll just uh, flour a wooden cutting board and use that as well. So, you know, you, you don't have to have a perfect surface. If you've just got a cutting board, you can do that too. Um, we're going to turn that ball of dough onto our well-floured surface and we're going to knead it until it's well combined. You might find here that it's, even though it is holding together, it might still be a little too sticky so it sticks to the surface. And if that's happening, just mix in a little bit more flour until you reach that, that consistency where it's not sticking to the surface and it's holding its own shape. Then the dough is yours to use however you wish. And this is the real fun part. There are so many possibilities. And you know what? You don't even need a recipe. You really don't. You can make this completely your own. Or if you want guidance, I've got plenty of inspiration on the blog too. So what you're planning to do with the dough depends on what you'll do next with it. So if you're going to make like, say, a pizza, you'll want to roll it out with a rolling pin, make sure it's floured um, into a circle pizza shape. Um, but you might want to divide that dough into three and make three mini pizzas. That's usually what I like to do with it. Um, or if you're wanting to make cinnamon rolls or ham and cheese rolls, you're going to want to roll that dough out into a large rectangle shape um, before you top it with toppings. So, you know, that depends. Um, if you're going to make garlic knots, you want to divide your dough into, you know, eight or 10 pieces um, and then roll them out. So you'll see there's not a standard way to use it, but what your end result will be will depend on what you're going to do next with the dough. But keeping in mind that you're going to want to work with this dough quickly. So don't put it together and then sort of go off and do something else and forget about it. You, you know, it's got the cold yogurt in it, so you're going to want to work quickly with it. So put it together in the bowl, roll it out, and then get it into the oven ASAP. If you want to make it ahead, you can do that, but just make sure that you pop it into the refrigerator until you're ready to use it. So I promised we'd talk about what we can do with it. And I've kind of alluded to some of the things that we can already, but let's just talk about some of my favorites. So let's go with just a flatbread, a flatbread that you use for curries or soups. No yeast is required. It's again, just that two ingredient dough. Um, I divide it into say six or eight bits and then roll them out into little circles and cook that 
Oh, it's perfect. They puff up really nicely. What you can do uh, with the yogurt flatbread is if you wanted to make it garlic, you could mix some butter and some garlic together. Even if it was just some garlic powder or garlic salt or fresh garlic, whatever you want. Um, and then brush it over the flatbreads after they've been cooked while they're still warm. Oh, it tastes so good. I've done that quite a few times. But yeah, use those with curries. Use I've definitely used it as a dip in soup or just as a side, whatever you want to do with those. Perfect. I do have a recipe for those on the blog and I'll link that in the show notes too. Um, probably one of the most common ways to use it is pizza and it really is one of my favorites. Sometimes I just don't have time to to make a yeast dough. There are a lot of moving parts with it, even though it's not difficult it does take time. And if you're wanting to get dinner ready in a pinch, making this dough is, is going to be together in less than 15 minutes. So with the pizza, like I said, I like to use it as mini pizzas, but you can make one big pizza base too. You can decide what you want to do with that. Um, and then the toppings are yours to decide. I make a roast pumpkin pizza, which I really like. Um, you could use uh, roasted butternut squash instead, which I know that is probably more prevalent in the UK and America. And I just, so I top it with some roast pumpkin. I'll have like onion, capsicum or bell pepper, whichever one you want to call it. Some olives, feta cheese. Oh yeah. So yeah, feel free to experiment. You don't have to have a classic like pepperoni or Hawaiian pizza or something like that. You can, you can be creative, put, put veggies on it. Um, something else. So I talked about the garlic knots, the garlic knots. Oh, maybe I just like garlic, (laughs) but to the same, something similar with what I said about the flatbreads is it'll be like brushing the garlic butter on top of them. And then I like to include some Parmesan cheese on top as well. That's delicious. Okay. So, um, what else in terms of savory? Well, I don't know if these are as common in other places, but here in Australia, we have things that we call scrolls, which are like a savory, um, they're usually like pizza flavors, um, and ingredients rolled up into dough. And I guess they're kind of like pinwheels, like pretty similar to that. Um, but I absolutely love making those with the two ingredient dough. I make some ham and cheese ones with a little pineapple in there. Um, they're so good or cheese and Vegemite. They work out well. Um, or you can make pizza ones. So putting like say ham, um, you could use mushrooms if you wanted to salami. Um, yeah, creative license to throw whatever you want in there. Um, if I'm making the pizza style ones or the ham and cheese, I brush the um, the dough with some tomato paste and then I just assemble the ingredients. Um, I just scatter the ingredients over the dough evenly and roll it up tight and then cut it into, let's say, like 10 or 12 pieces before I bake them. And they turn out really well too. Oh, one other thing. I almost forgot. Bagels. Now, my friend Katie from Hey Nutrition Lady says that I can't call these bagels. <laughs> But hey, it's a fun spin on bagels. Um, so you use the dough and I like to put on top of it um, everything but the bagel seasoning, which is like a garlicky. Uh, again, I just love garlic. <laughs> um, 
seed and herb mix that you can get um, from many places in America. Um, so good. I highly recommend giving those a go. Even if they aren't for the purists, they're still delicious. So yeah, um, that one is definitely worth a go. Now, it's not just all savory stuff. There's plenty of sweet things you can do with the dough too. I like to make just some classic cinnamon rolls out of it um, very fast. Or for something nice and different, I like to throw in some diced apple into those cinnamon rolls. So we're talking like brush the dough with some butter get some cinnamon and some sugar. I like to usually mix cinnamon and brown sugar, um, mix them together and scatter on top and then scatter diced, very finely diced apple on top. Oh my gosh. When you roll that up, cut it up into little um, pieces and then bake it. It is divine. And for all my air fryer lovers out there, I actually make a lot of these recipes in my air fryer. So you can either cook them in the oven or the air fryer. Um, yeah, so fun to play around with. But that really is just scratching the surface of what you can do with this dough. Um, and you have full creative license to take it and make it your own. Um, but I just wanted to give you guys some ideas to get you started. If you haven't had a chance to play around with two ingredient dough yet, I beg you to please use this time in isolation to give it a go. It is so fun. Even if you are somebody who has always been scared of playing with dough, especially yeast dough, this two ingredient dough is your friend. Anyone can make it. I promise. I promise. I promise. It is the easiest thing that you will try. So yeah, I, um, I can't wait to see your creations. If you do end up using it and making something, will you please post a picture on Instagram and tag me in it so I can see it? Um, I just love seeing everyone's creations. So that's at cook it real good. If you're on Instagram, I would love to see it. That's pretty much it. It's a very short and sweet episode this week, guys. Um, but yeah, I thought it might be fun to talk about that two ingredient dough. If you haven't had a chance yet to leave us a rate and review, I would love it if you could take two seconds to do that today. It really helps us to start ranking on Apple and getting more listeners. Um, and I'm currently working on some very special episodes behind the scenes. Some episodes that are focused on things that are relevant to us all now. I know we're all staying at home, trying not to go to the grocery store, trying to make the most of what we have. Um, and so, yeah, some episodes that I'm going to have coming up, one will be about bread baking for beginners. I know that a lot of people have started making their own bread or experimenting or have been wanting to, but are not really sure where to start. So I think that will be a really helpful episode. Um, and then things like, you know, making the most of what we've got in the pantry, how to make our food stretch further. What are some essentials that we need to keep stocked? Those are the type of things that you can expect to see in the coming weeks. Well, that's it from me. I told you short and sweet, have a great week and don't just cook, cook it real good. Bye.